Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Reboot Season 1, Episode 20, Hole Puncher. The original air date for this episode was April 7th, 2017, a long time ago for us. Uh, We had a couple weeks off there. Apologize for that, but we're back. I apologize Um, for nothing. (laughs) Richard apologizes for nothing. This episode was directed by Elizabeth Allen Rosenbaum, who has directed such classics as Aquamarine yeah. and Ramona and Beezus. It was written by Brian Durkin, Craig O'Neill, and David Slack, who've done a lot for the show. Durkin wrote uh, Wrench, Pilers, and Magnifying Glass. Craig O'Neill did. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, you heard it. <laughs> Metal Saw Screwdriver, and he'll also uh, co write next week's Cigar Cutter. And uh, David Slack wrote all Screwdriver and parts of uh, Cigar Cutter for next week. Um, Why don't we describe this episode in brief? Uh, Well, in this episode, the team gets word that a terrorist group is looking to hire Murdoch to perform an assassination, but Murdoch's in jail, so someone has to go in as Murdoch. Right. That's going to be MacGyver. And they're called Ominous. Ominous. I kept thought they kept saying Ominous. No, but that's what it's supposed to it's, put in your yeah, brain yeah um omnis and also omni because omni is like one all-encompassing yeah. uh, no i was wrong it's the same as one oneness <laughs> oneness yeah um we start in a uh baseball a game <laughs> intramural baseball game yeah they're they're up against some uh well they they said they had played uh one of the NSA listening posts previously. I right. Um I don't know if they specifically said who they were playing this time, but we can assume it's another um of the uh family of organizations of Intel. I think gathering. it would have been funny if they were playing against the NSA and it's like it seems like they know what we're going to do before we do it. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't we ready for this show? They so good. <laughs> One of the jerseys for the team said Larson on it. I thought it said Lankoff at first. Yeah. But then uh, Larson might actually be a reference to Jenny Larson from Jenny's Chance. Mm. Potentially. I have no idea. No, it's just a, it's purely a coincidence. Um, I took note of a young woman who is quite heavily featured on camera. She's just getting framed alongside Jack, but not getting to say anything for yeah, the whole scene. Yeah, she, she's, she's very bubbly and smiley, even though... It's supposed to be like a pep talk, and they're supposed to be down, but she seems like she's already still very up. And even though they threw a pair of um, thick rim glasses on her Mm -hmm. to uh, she's all that her into obscurity, you definitely notice her. Yeah, yeah, she's she's very center stage. Yeah, not making a movie reference. I'm just saying that. Evidently, this character's name will be Lil Morgan. Yeah. Even though it's never said in the episode, and at one point someone calls her Elizabeth. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> so who, I don't know why IMDb thinks her name is Lil Morgan. <laughs> it sounds like a. It sounds like a like a storybook character. Yeah. Lil from the twenties. <laughs> uh, so during the game, they get a call and uh, they have to forfeit. What was um, what was the girl's name in? Uh, in Johnny Dangerously, Lil. Mm. No, you don't remember? No. I, well, I, we'll find out when we get to Cube Ranch. Have you not seen? You've it's, seen Johnny Dangerous. It's been like okay. a long, long time. I think it's it, her name is Lil something. But it's Lil Lulu? Lil Abner. Lil Abner, that's her name. <laughs> that's a girl's name. So they get a call, and they have to call the game on account of work. Yeah, Jack's basically 
ripping off a joke from uh, Shaun of the Dead when he gets interrupted because he's doing the whole uh, there is no I in team but there is because what is the Shaun of the Dead he says there is an I in pie mm-hmm. there's an I in meat pie meat there's an anagram of team I don't know what he's saying <laughs> but so Jack's basically going over that he's talking about meat all of a sudden and then the game is cancelled yeah uh the group Omnis, uh, a terrorist organization, uh, is looking to hire a hitman to kill someone that they codenamed the Architect. Right. They don't know who it is. But they do know who the hired assassin is intended to be, and that is Murdoch. Right. So this organization has put out the call or done, you know, what, what is it? They that put mul- a big Murdoch sign in the sky. Yeah, like they, they put an M in tape on their window. like Yeah, <laughs> Mr. X. <laughs> <laughs> Because I hope he's watching this window. <laughs> Mr. X, uh, played by Charlie, who blew up in uh, Season 1, Episode 14, mm-hmm. Countdown. Uh, so, since they have Murdoch in custody, and apparently no one knows that Murdoch's in custody. Yeah, I don't know how they would send a message to him if yeah. he's in custody. Well, they, they don't know he's in custody. But how how did the message get received by anyone? Oh, um, again, I, I, I'm assuming that they're observing... They're, like, camped out outside of his house, and it just got delivered by well, via USPS. Well, we know that they had hacked the several different organizations. It messages. almost sounds like they're saying that someone called the prison and was like, hey, we need your best murderer. Yeah. Um, somehow they got the information. They're yeah. an intelligence agency. Yeah. Like, they, they worked, they made, you know, they, they made a call, and this came in. Yeah. So now it's time to go meet with Murdoch. And uh, Murdoch seems to think that he might be uh, let out in order to uh, lead them to the target. But instead, the plan is to have MacGyver impersonate Murdoch. Didn't they do that with um, Hannibal at some point? Like, he actually got let out to assist in an investigation or no? Uh, in the movies? But that just ended up happening. Yeah, in one of the movies, he's... I guess he just escaped from the prison. Yeah, he just he just escaped. Yeah. Wore somebody else's face. <laughs> yeah. Cats ate Happens a, face. a lot on this show, too. Wearing, yeah. wearing faces. Yeah, that's going to happen a lot. Yeah. Next week. Maybe. Uh, so, MacGyver now has to impersonate Murdoch. Murdoch does want to play ball. So, getting to the reference of their opening. Because see of baseball. See what baseball. I did? Baseball reference. Because um, we're also going to have peanuts in this as right. well. Right. Yeah. And Cracker Jacks. That's not true. <laughs> Unless you're being racist against Jack Dalton. <laughs> um, so uh, Weber comes in to coerce Murdoch into cooperation by apparently Murdoch has a son. Yeah, and so uh, she basically says, look, if you don't cooperate, we're going to murder your child. Kind of is what she's implying. Not so much that, that she, they would do the murdering. But they would leave him very vulnerable yeah. to be murdered. Look, I'm not What's saying we're going to murder your son. I'm going to say we're going to drop him out of a plane, mm-hmm. and we could intercept him on the way down, yeah. or we could not do that. Maybe Bane will come and pick him up. Yeah. Maybe he'll survive. Anything Crazier can things happen. have happened. <laughs> Anything can happen in this world. Uh, Someone in our lab built a robot that's self-aware. <laughs> so, you know, things happen that mm-hmm. you don't expect. Um, why didn't they just have it be Murdoch's sister? 
Wouldn't that have been like the cooler link well, to the original in series? In the canon, there is no Murdoch sister. Oh, wait, there was in that one episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they didn't do that. Yeah, that would have been a much more... I don't know. I would have been happier with that as, a, as an option. Yeah, but uh, they kind of go over the same story of like he sends a bunch of money that he launders like through a system to get mm-hmm. it to his kid the same way that in the other one he like sends a bunch of money to his sister and somehow doesn't explain it just yeah, like yeah. a check comes in the mail she's like oh good the weird money thing happened again <laughs> hooray <laughs> i don't have to work another year i can continue skiing forever i can just blow this all on hat i still think that episode should have ended with when they finally get into the room where she's kidnapped, she takes off her mask and it's Murdoch and he tricked MacGyver into rescuing him with his sister. Yeah. That would have been a great twist. Or with his twin brother. What? What? Two Murdochs. No wonder he keeps coming back to life. Murdose. We got off subject here. (laughs) Uh, So Murdoch is going to teach Mac the ropes of how to be Murdoch. Right. Um, and so the first lesson is to go and meet this old couple who apparently is looking to hire a hitman to kill their suspected daughter's murderer. Again, how he knows that they are in need of his services is never explained. Yeah. Um, also, how they know that he apparently does not require a fee sometimes. Right. Because as Murdoch posing as... Sorry, MacGyver posing as Murdoch. I'm so confused because they, they switched places <laughs> This so happened well. the last time that they traded places. When uh, Murdoch was claiming to be MacGyver, when mm. that woman yeah, yeah, like yeah. stole her husband's kid and ran off into ran the woods. Ran off into the woods, yeah. That was a weird episode. That was a weird episode. But that did have the epic like Murdoch emerging from the rocks. <laughs> That's right, that was the Terminator <laughs> oh my Murdoch. God. That was so amazing. Um, so uh, MacGyver posing as Murdoch trying to imply that he wanted money and the couple freaked out. Yeah, um, it looks like they're on the same set from like Mama's barbecue right, the same joint. restaurant. Yeah, um, and yeah, there's, he's sitting across the table from them, and he they go over all the details of the case, and then he's like, "Now let's discuss my fee," and they're like, "Oh, never mind, bye," and they just get up and walk yeah. away. When in reality, they would have been like, "Hold on, I thought," because we had heard from someone that there was mm-hmm. no fee involved. Like they would have like tried to straighten it out, but yeah. instead, these people are like, "What? Bye." Yeah. What? You want money to kill somebody? Some, somehow it's creepier to them that he wants money to do it than if yeah. he was willing to do it They're for, for free. free. I just like killing people. <laughs> there I, I go, kill I feel like again. If, if I had been like, okay, I was thinking I would pay you like $300 and the other person was like, you don't have to pay me at all. I'll just do it. And I'd be like, never mind. I yeah. have to go. That's when I would get up. As if yeah. the person said they didn't need money. Well, because like, what if he just needs like expenses oh you like, just kill people for fun uh i don't want to know you yeah or be in on your radar at all now also we probably shouldn't have done this in person yeah just realizing that this could have been a text message yeah because I, I we've seen your face now yeah we could it's, identify it's all you. getting to be very real <laughs> we just want the guy dead yeah you know <laughs> what i'll do it myself uh so now macgyver's a little upset and Murdoch is using this to push him right. to get him like to get MacGyver angry enough. Murdoch starts talking about MacGyver's dad to right. even push his buttons more to the point where MacGyver actually reaches across the table and strangles him. It's such an empty button though that they play on this show all the time. Yeah. That it's like we don't know who his dad is. We don't know anything about his dad. Stop referring to the dad like it's a big deal. 
Yeah. But we don't know anything about it yet. The, the only other button that they push more often than is that the is... the Cairo thing. Oh, I was going to say Cairo, but also that Bozer is upset Yeah. That at MacGyver for yeah. a reason. Or that Riley is upset at Jack for a reason. Yeah. We get it. You have problems. Yeah. Uh, Hastily built-in problems. Mm-hmm. So... Murdoch and MacGyver now continue to work. And Mur- Murdoch tries to plead the case of, uh, uh, I do a service just like you. I I kill people and take them out of s- circulation while you just arrest them. Yeah. Um, and MacGyver's like, oh, I get it. I put people in cages and you put them in the ground. And he's like, yeah, but other than that, we're exactly the same. And I don't understand why this conversation tracks at all with MacGyver. Because he should have just been like, but I... No, I arrest people that are doing wrong, yeah. and you just murder random people for fun. That's not at all the same thing. And he's like, well, you know, you you treat cancer, and, and I just destroy it, and, and flesh, and yeah. brains, and everything. I think part of the point of it, because I actually liked this whole exchange. I know what he, was the metaphor about the peanuts, though? I didn't get that. Uh, it seems like he doesn't understand what an allergy is, because he totally mishandles the metaphor uh wait who murdoch or murdoch Murdoch. oh because he just says like when i was a kid i went to a baseball game with my dad and they didn't know i was allergic to Mm -hmm. peanuts and i had a peanut and immediately i had a reaction and i almost died but i didn't and the reason i didn't die is because my immune system saved me and it's like but an allergy is when your immune system Fights against you. Gets things wrong and yeah. tries to kill you. Like, your immune system didn't save you from your allergy. Your immune system is your allergy. And then somehow that's his explanation for what he does. I think it was supposed to be a near-death experience. But then why... How does that... How do, How is that a parallel of the reason that he kills people? Like, he was pretending like he was symbolically his immune system fighting off things. Mm-hmm but it didn't make sense. No, it does, I'm not saying this whole scene makes sense. I'm just saying I enjoyed the conversation. Okay. I I can't I have no explanation of why. I just I think I just thought it was interesting having the villain and MacGyver talk. Yeah. Because most of the time when they're talking, it's Murdoch just being this weird caricature. Not that he's not doing that here, but he's he was he's always a little bit more giddy. Yeah. And MacGyver is a little bit more cocky and in this situation, they kind of both need each other a little bit. Yeah. And I felt like Murdoch is genuinely trying to teach MacGyver because I feel that Murdoch really, really, really wants to see if he can push MacGyver over this edge. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I liked about it. Okay. That's fair. But, but you're right. They, they I go just in... felt like they tried to build a, a metaphor into the scene. And yeah, it, it, didn't, no, it, it didn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, it makes no sense. Uh, but... Uh, Basically, from here, we move on to the main event, where they get the call, it's time for Murdoch to appear. And he needs to appear on the 24th floor or something of this building. And uh, so MacGyver, as Murdoch, comes in and has to subdue a security guard in order to gain access to the elevator. Who he immediately releases to his own... Yeah. ...recognizance. And, yeah. <laughs> he should have just been able to like call the police right there and well, be like... I'm sure he must be either an agent that works for this because... You think he was in on it? Well, because how else does the organization immediately know that they're being watched? 
I don't know. Something, yeah. So the, the, this whole situation is that they don't know who they're dealing with, the, the Phoenix Foundation. Right. So they, MacGyver gets into the elevator, finds the phone. There's a phone r- that rings. And Yeah, in the elevator. It's like in a panel of the elevator. Yeah. And on the other end is the quote-unquote client. And, and, he's, and the client tells him, oh, it looks like you got a tail. Yeah. By, by meaning the Phoenix Foundation. So it's like, well, wait a minute. How, how did they know that? At the end of this episode, we can kind of make assumptions how they know. But also, Jack has like a team of 30 dudes standing out on oh, top no, of the building, building, like right yeah, next door. Like, it's, it's very clear that there's something weird going on. Yeah, there's like sharpshooters all over the place. Uh, so MacGyver now has to flee the scene as Murdoch as if making an escape. But he's making an escape without resistance, which only makes him look more suspicious. Yeah, and he's and at the same time he's actually trying to make an escape from Phoenix Foundation, which I feel like it would have been more interesting to have Jack actually try and catch him, because mm-hmm. it because the way it, it plays right now is that he's like you have a tail, and then MacGyver literally steals a car, yeah, drives it out of a parking structure with such force that he tears the the, the arms, arm off yeah. of one of those like lowering bars and. All these sharpshooters that the the bad guys saw up on the roof don't even pursue the guy. Like, yeah. why wouldn't they follow him out? First of all, second of all, why did he drive through that thing twice? Yeah, he drove two through two ones. of them on his way out of the parking structure. And if he'd have just stopped for a second, it would have gone up. They don't stop you on the way out. Yeah, and and well, the ones at my building do. Oh, do they? Yeah, you have to scan yourself in and out. Seems illegal. And it's like a fire hazard situation. But well, I mean, that's why they break down. Yeah. But uh, also, uh, if you accidentally scan out, uh, you can't get back in. Oh, really? Like it, it, It's like in and out. If you accidentally scan out but don't leave and then try to leave later, it says, no, you're out already. We're not letting you out. So you live here now. Yeah, you have to wait for them to come. It, it's a complicated situation. Yeah. Um, it's very strict parking security, but I guess that's a good thing. There was a building I used to have to drop stuff off. I think it was one of the Fox buildings in Century City, and they had this parking structure that was under the building, and it went, like, six floors down. And uh, whenever I would forget to get my parking validated, like, I would have to, like, drive backwards up a spiral mm-hmm. to get back to where the parking area was and, and there'd be like people coming down and they'd have to stop and back up yeah it was a nightmare every time uh is that the the the, the huge place it's like the parking lot is so massive it's like the whole city block yeah yeah it's like right off well, like olympic and, yeah, yeah yeah place is crazy yeah uh but anyway uh so macgyver's on the run and he is now pursuing his target who is this man named Josh who's got a family and some kids and he works for a cell phone company. Right. So MacGyver has to continue to play Murdoch because he doesn't know this guy's involvement. He could be a member that they want killed. Yeah. He, he could know something. So uh, he has to continue to keep up this persona of the killer. Right. So he kidnaps Josh, the uh, cell phone architect, mm-hmm. and proceeds Violently. to interrogate. Yeah. Proceeds to imp- interrogate him very convincingly yeah in order to figure out who he is and what he knows but apparently he knows absolutely nothing uh but murdoch was supposed to kill him right outside of the house mm-hmm. but instead macgyver basically ties him up and throws him in his trunk and drives him off to a private location right where he can continue to interrogate him 
So uh, the architect reveals that his only job at the cell phone company is he's working on a project to remove static from lines. Right. And so while MacGyver is trying to figure out uh, how to handle this situation, for some reason we cut to Riley and Bozer who are on a mission themselves to... Yeah, they're at the worst golf course in the world. Yeah. They're, they're actually doing the job that MacGyver as Murdoch was hired to do by and the old And already couple. failed. That yeah. Even though they know that they're not going to get paid for it. <laughs> so what is the point, really, other uh, than justice? Yeah, they're, they're tracking down this old couple's daughter's killer and uh, hacking into his phone and trying to figure out uh, how he did it. Yeah. If he did it, because this is all alleged. Uh, so... I mean, uh, they don't even know if their daughter's dead because they even admitted in the diner that they weren't allowed to see her face. That's yeah. how badly she was murdered. Th- this whole thing seemed like it could be a whole weird subplot. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and we the next time we visit them, they have uh, managed to find out that this guy purchased a whole bunch of an entirely new set of golf clubs. Yeah. But he puts tracking devices on all his clubs. Yeah, he bought a tracking device for each individual club. Yeah. Because I guess he has like a history of just hucking them into a lake. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why you would get one for every club. Even your putter. He has like 14 clubs and he put it on all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one that uh, is astray, they go and track down and they find it and it's covered in blood. In some junkyard somewhere. Yeah. And so instead of melting it or throwing it into the ocean or taking the tracking device out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Any number of things. He was just like, washing it. After I, I killed mean, my girlfriend with this club, I could just wash it and continue golfing with it. But I'm going to throw it away. Yeah. Should I take this little sticker tracking device off of it? Nah, I'll just leave that on there. That's fine. I'm good at this. It's like he's never killed anybody before. Exactly. Amateur. Uh, so MacGyver gets a call from the quote-unquote organization who is uh wanting to know why the guy isn't dead yet or so macgyver has to stall by again acting out as murdoch demanding more money yeah and so but now he has to convince them that he has killed the guy by staging a murder scene yeah and while this is all going on the gentleman josh is telling him all the uh ins and outs of what he does at the cell phone company yeah and how it might relate to what's going on. Yeah, about four months ago, they started recording a lot of static on all of their phone lines, and it was his job to try and get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it turns out what that static is, or was, uh, was the undercover signal. Right. Uh, a, a whole Secret n- messages that he doesn't even know are being piggybacked on the line. Right. Uh, it seems like if you're going to piggyback stuff on cell phone traffic... Yeah. Like... I don't wouldn't know. do an audible signal. Yeah. It seems like there would be a way to do it without it showing up on the line, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when they uh, activate the program, his like, search and destroy program, uh, which is why they want him killed, because they don't want this program to exist, uh, they can see that the locations correspond to the locations of suspected organization agents. Yeah. It might actually have been better if instead of it, if it was like a data plan or something like where bandwidth was getting used that shouldn't be getting used or mm-hmm. they were, like people were like going over their limits faster yeah, than they should have. Exactly. Yeah. Like, cause just like static on the line, that seems 
Like it shouldn't shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, it wouldn't be necessary to transmit this information. Uh, so now uh, MacGyver has to follow follow through with his threat or his fake threat to kill the guy. Uh, so he takes a picture of the body and sends it before Riley can warn him not yeah, to. Yeah, we forgot to mention MacGyver actually killed this guy. Yeah. No, uh, he didn't. Yeah, he's, he stayed. He, he the painted scene. a bullet hole on his head and then went to take a picture of him lying on the ground. And then right when he sends the picture, Riley's like, wait, don't do that. Yeah. And they're like, uh, we did it already. Why? And she said, well, you didn't, the, the EXIF, right? That's the, the or data. Or XML or whatever. Whatever it is, the data on the on the uh, picture file the metadata. will include his coordinates, basically. They would know exactly where he was, which they they might have guessed if they'd all decided, well, let's all turn inward on the circle that we've already created mm-hmm. and go to the middle of it, because it turns out that, that not only are there trackers on all of that guy's golf clubs, but um, the Phoenix Foundation knows where every single enemy agent is, and they're right. all closing in on MacGyver now because they were all within 200 feet of him in mm-hmm. every direction. So now they have to hold their position until Jack and the cavalry arrive. Right. Uh, so he quick, very quickly, because it looked like those guys were really close, but apparently he had enough time to build a fog machine. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he creates a, a fog and at the same time also had made some flash grenades and uh, uses that as distractions uh, until Jack arrives. And uh, Jack just is just killing everyone, killing everybody. He is shooting this guy, shooting that guy. He knocks the guy to the ground. And he's just he's, making jokes about it, shooting yeah. people in the face. He knocks the guy to the ground, like just physically punches him. And as he's walking away, he just aims back and just shoots him in the yeah. face. <laughs> and none of these people are like he's shooting them in the head, mm-hmm. and they're not wearing anything over their face. Like he's killing these people. Yeah, they're dead. Um, and they uh, also capture the ringleader, the quote-unquote client, also known as Daniel Holt. Yeah. Uh, played Holt. Holt. Okay. Yeah, H-O-L-T. He is played by, I'm going to say his name is William Mapother. Yeah. I would say, I I wouldn't say Mapother. (laughs) Mapother. I'd say Mapother, who uh, was on a wonderful television show. Little known show. Called Lost. Yeah. Uh, He's also Tom Cruise's cousin. Yeah. uh, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, And he kind of looks like him at times. I don't know who played Ed Morris in this episode. Uh, who was Ed Morris? That's the question. Who was Ed Morris? I'm trying. Oh, to... why does he have a, other interesting credits? Like this guy was he was he the guy in the diner? Yes, he's that's the father okay. of the. Well, the dead girl. The, the gentleman who played the uh, father looking to hire uh, Murdoch. Yeah. His first on-screen credit. Are you ready for this? I'm ready for it. What do you got? <laughs> oh my god, he was a Goomba in the Mario <laughs> Brothers movie. <laughs> Holy crap. Wait, is he the one that gets gets turned into a Goomba? No, well, I think, well, I mean, I don't know if he was playing, or he's just credited as Goomba. Yeah. Because um, so. there's only one that they call Goomba. Yeah, well they well they have Toad who becomes a Goomba. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, that's true. That was that was a different. But there's yeah. lots of Goombas running. That around. was um what's his name? Um 
what is that guy's name? He's a musician. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know I know you're I'm trying to look him up. Don't tell me his name. I know his name. All right. It's a crazy name. Um I'll keep thinking on it as we go. All right. Uh but yeah, there there there's several credited Goombas. Uh but uh he is one of them. Yeah. Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> I love that he was a Goomba. Uh I just wanted to bring that up as a bit of trivia. Uh can't drink the water, can't breathe the air, <laughs> pollution everywhere, the whole economy's in a great big stupa. All because of the <laughs> evil King Koopa. Hey, you're under arrest. You can't arrest a guy for singing a song for anti Koopa songs <laughs> we can. What rhymes with dimension? Tension and I'm full of it. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to review that movie. Um so uh Jack saves the day. Right. Killing people. Uh Riley and they get the guy arrested. Yeah, Riley and Bozer get the the suspected killer who's again probably wouldn't go to jail only because the evidence wasn't collected. Well, yeah, they they hacked into his phone to get mm-hmm. access to what he had GPS trackers on, and then they went and found the golf club because they did that. So they already invaded his privacy, and mm-hmm. then I have no idea how they handed over this golf club to the police without right. explaining how they got the information. So they also, I think they were wearing gloves when they picked it up, though. Yeah, Mojo uh, Mojo Nixon. Yep, that's it. Okay. Nice, there it is. nicely done. <laughs> I can verify that Pat did not look that up. He he sat there thinking about it while it was, also reviewing. It was in the back channels of my head. It's it's a his mind is a wonder. <laughs> <laughs> He's an actual musician though. Like he has albums and stuff too. Wow. Yeah. Star of Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Uh. So MacGyver goes to thank Murdoch for the uh, life lessons, and Murdoch teases him slightly by eating some peanuts, countering his whole story of right. that. Oh, I'm actually not. Yeah, we find it. out he's playing Joker. Yeah, he, which he was in the Dark Knight, wasn't he? David Desmalchin, isn't he the guy that? Yeah, he's like the, the Joker crazy... puts the cell phone in his chest. Uh, no, no, he's like the crazy guy that the Scarecrow or the he's like a crazy guy that um, they think. He's trying to do something, and like, like. Oh right, right. Harvey Dent's beating him up, and then Batman comes in. He's, he's crazy. In the, he's in the parade though for the police and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was in that movie with the Joker, and then he pulls the same Joker trick of like, uh, oh, you know, I got these scars because yeah. this happened and this happened. Just kidding, this happened. Um, I was actually really hoping though that that scene would end with he MacGyver leaves and he's eating the peanuts, but he's got like five empty pens stuck, in, stuck his in his leg. I was thinking maybe after MacGyver leaves, he just starts choking and dies. <laughs> It's just like that's how he committed the suicide, convincing end. MacGyver that he was a liar. It's amazing that they gave him peanuts when someone, like, you're, some, those people in, in solitary are supposed to have, like, suicide prevention. Yeah. And it's like, uh, we have a recording of you saying that you're deathly allergic to peanuts, so no, you can't have a bag of peanuts. I don't know why we indulge you. <laughs> oh, Murdoch. Uh, the episode ends on a bit of a cliffhanger uh where weber is interrogating the uh the client daniel map other yeah and uh basically going over his entire history like i know you do this i know you do this blah 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 blah. i know everything about you um and then he comes around and 
basically says, well, I know everything what about you. What you don't know. Yeah, Matilda is, Weber. Is that I wanted to be cat. Oh, crap. Why did I tell oh, you that? Uh, <laughs> That's what he should have said. Forget everything I just told you. Strike it from the record. By the way, what, what name do I say in my sleep? I don't even know. This. <laughs> I'm asleep. This is actually news to me. Is it dad? It's dad, isn't it? I knew oh, it. Oh, dad. <laughs> Why? Why did you leave? <laughs> oh, God. He just immediately breaks down. I'll, I'll tell t- you anything you want to know. Just tell me I'm a good boy. <laughs> yeah, and that's basically the end of the episode. Yeah, because it's kind of a this was kind of a two part, but kind of not. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a, it's a lead up to something larger, um, but uh, short of that, like th- things are. Pr- not too crazy in this episode. I mean, it's uh, like the the architect like whole thing, like the whole plot to kill him is like okay, um, and that they've discovered that the organization is much larger than. They Do suspected. they think if they kill the architect, that the telecommunications company isn't going to hire another person to get the static off the line? Yes, they do. <laughs> Why do they think that? Because I won't put up with that on my cell phone. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, oh, well, the last guy got killed. Okay, well, then I'll just keep paying you for substandard service. The problem cannot be solved. Yeah. Uh, or they're just going to have Murdoch kill a new guy every couple of weeks as well, as they close in on the problem. I would say, I would argue on behalf of the writers that they would see the writing on the wall that this isn't going to work and they need time to close down their business Yeah. on those lines. Okay. So if it goes into effect and they immediately shut it off, that's not going to be great. They need time to tell everyone, okay, hey, we're we're switching to this thing yeah. now. Yeah, uh, they need time to be like switch to channel four. Yeah. On their walkies. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. You, you, start, you know, we'll start in the basement. Every, yeah. Every other frequency. Yeah. We'll come back every eight hours. Bulgaria. That's <laughs> <laughs> from uh, uh, the road not taken. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, Robert Frost. <laughs> Robert Frost. That's what I was referring to. The poem. Remember at the end of the poem where Robert Frost inexplicably wrote Bulgaria? It's one of poetry's mysteries. <laughs> Bulgaria. <laughs> and that has made all the Bulgaria. Mm, different. Robert Frost. Pretty happy with this one. I don't know if the end makes sense, Bob. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. I'm done. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with Robert Frost. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what? You're right. Let's publish it. I'm going to change the ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sent it off to the publishers. Oh, it looks like they got the end wrong. Anyway, I guess it kind of makes sense the way they did it. <laughs> He'll never notice. He doesn't read his own stuff. No, he doesn't. Like someone's going to say, oh, did you read this? No. Have you read this Robert Frost poem? I am Robert Frost. (laughs) We discussed this and I said no. And Uh, I said Bulgaria. (laughs) (laughs) Bulgaria. (laughs) Robert Frost has a steady decline. (laughs) Uh, That was his winter. (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, I think that's about it for this episode. 
Um, if you guys have any thoughts you'd like to share with us, you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Phoenix Foundation Podcast or our website, PhoenixFoundationPodcast.com. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Tune in next week when we cover our season finale. This will be our last episode of this podcast for a long time. For four, four months. months. So four or five months, uh, depending on when the new season starts. So... Uh, tune in next week or later today or tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know when it'll drop. It's, it's coming soon. Uh, soon, I promise. Uh, unless you'd like us to wait, and we can hold on to it. But we're going to be recording it in about 10 minutes. <laughs> um, of uh, Reboot Season 1, Episode 21, Cigar, Cigar Cutter, Cutter. Which uh, will mark the first co-appearance of Murdoch and Dr. Zito in an episode. Mm-hmm. Although technically Dr. Zito is not in the episode. Yeah, t- All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you.